Welcome, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the WM32 Football Podcast. I hope you are all well today. And for today's episode, myself uh, and Wes will be talking about the recent breaking news that we heard yesterday, and that is that Harry Kane, Tottenham striker, will be leaving Tottenham Hotspurs at the end of the season. So myself and Wes today in this episode will be discussing all about Harry Kane, his decision to leave, the impact it will have uh, on the club and where we think he'll be going next. So, Wes, thank you for joining me today. Um, first question, let's get straight into it. Um, you being a Tottenham fan um, and you seeing Harry Kane develop into the world-class striker that he now is today. Um, what were your thoughts when you heard the breaking news yesterday uh, of him leaving at the end of the season? Um yeah, I, well, it's a bit painful, isn't it, really, for all our Spurs fans, to be honest. Um, he has been, certainly this season, um, he has been the shining light in what has been a very, very underwhelming and very, very disappointing season um, for for Tottenham, um, it has to be said. Um, yeah, I think it's it's one of those, it's just, it's just feels a bit strange in terms of the timing. Um you know, he's seen it. It feels like he's like left it kind of as long as possible. Um, so yeah, but it was actually quite interesting. I was I was out coaching um, last night and didn't come in till fairly late. And I come in and it wasn't even a, you know, a hello, how are you from my mum and dad. It was all, it, you know, it was on about the news that he was he or he's expressed his desire almost to to leave um, Tottenham Hotspur. But I think the, there's loads and loads of interesting little details that have come out um, regarding this. Um, and it's obviously Sky Sky Sports News sort of broke the news last night. Um, but off the back of it, like usually when something like this happens, um, there's more than one news outlet that breaks the story around the similar time. Um, you know, from what I've seen on social media, it was only Sky that were really reporting it, which is strange. Um, that coincides with usually as well a player statement. Um, so, you know, we've seen that in the past where players, you know, look at and assess the situation and they, they usually say that they're after a new challenge, um, you know, and things like that. I think I even saw Ryan Bertrand, who's due to leave Southampton at the end of the season. Um, even he come out and put a statement out to say that, you know, he was leaving um, and, you know, he was thankful for the time at his, his football club. We haven't had that from Harry Kane. Um, so there's a lot of kind of missing pieces here to this particular jigsaw puzzle. Um, and there's even journalists that are really, really well connected with Tottenham. You know, they follow them home and away um, and they're reporting actually the complete opposite of, of the news um, like I say, that Sky were breaking um, yesterday and the fact that he hasn't um, expressed his desire or requested to leave um, Tottenham. Uh, it's more of a case of, you know, he's been frustrated with the, with the season um, and, and how it's panned out. And I think every, every fan's in agreement there because we're all disappointed. We're all underwhelmed um, by the season. We expected a lot and we've gotten, at, we've got the opposite really. We've, got absolutely nothing out of it so it just feels like a bit of a dead rubber um obviously the Mourinho experiment if you like hasn't didn't work um so Tottenham now are at a real crossroads um but I feel like with this particular situation and I think this is where it differs 
um, from the other players who have left Tottenham previously, um, you know, like Carl Walker, Michael Carrick, Dimitar Berbatov, players like that. Um, I think the ball is a bit more in Levy's court this time around than it was with those other players because I think Walker's head got turned by interest by City. So, you know, it was it was a case of, you know, Daniel Levy sort of having to cash in, um, you know, with Berbatov and Carrick, Spurs were almost bullied into selling. Um, and even if I look at Gareth Bale, it was like, OK, we're in no real obligation to sell. And if if we were to sell, then uh, it would have to take a pretty, pretty sizable offer, um, which is obviously what we got for Gareth Bale at the time. Um, I see some fairly sort of similar similarities there um, with with Kane. If it is if he is to go, it's going to be a sizable offer that's uh, that's going to even entertain Daniel Levy in terms of doing anything. Um, I think, like I say, the ball's very much in his court. Kane's still got a long time left on his contract as well. Obviously, star player at Tottenham, uh, leader um, on and off the pitch. So yeah, I don't. It's it's, it's interesting, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think this time around, compared to other players leaving, I think Tottenham are a little bit more in control of this particular situation um, than they have been previously. Um, I like that you mentioned, um, you know, other notable departures such as Bale, Carrick. Just to compare for those who didn't know that you know, you know, you guys have. The fact that you were explaining, you know, that the ball's in Levy's court. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts because I saw the news yesterday, and um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask if you were actually surprised that it's taking Harry this long to finally take the step that he probably needs for his, you know, professional career. Knowing we all know how great he is and this season he's just gone well, you mentioned he's been a shining light he's gone up another level leaving the goal scoring charts as well as the assists charts this season um, are you surprised that it's taken Kane this long to finally take that decision or were you, I mean I'm sure you you being a Spurs fan you were hoping he'd stay for obviously his whole career but we all know that players have personal desires they want to go elsewhere so are you surprised that it's taken Harry this long knowing how good he is um, maybe, maybe, um, it just, I think, I think we're so used to players moving clubs now after say, you know, two, three years, maybe even maybe a little bit longer that you don't kind of get that longevity. Um, so the fact that Kane has stayed this long, I think is a testament to probably a, the direction that the club were going in as he's developed and as he's got older, um, but again, testament to himself. He's always getting linked with a move away. Um, you know, I think, again, excuse me, if if I look on Twitter last night, I'm not saying Twitter is the best source in the world for information, but actually it's quite credible at times. Um, you know, Sky sell him every five minutes. You know, it's ridiculous. I think Tottenham fans were quite refreshed with the the media boy, the social media boycott that happened because we didn't see that Sky were trying to sell Harry Kane again. Um, you know, they've been trying to sell him virtually ever since he sort of burst onto the scene and broke through. Um, so, yeah, I think that the strangest thing is, is probably the timing of the announcement because Tottenham still have a little bit to play for in the sense of um, getting European football, um, which 
obviously within this economic climate with the with the pandemic i think um is really really important in terms of generating that extra revenue we all know that you know the likes of kane and, and tottenham as a football club want to be in the champions league um and it always it does baffle me sometimes when i hear about players wanting to play champions league football and they're leaving to pursue that well how about you do your job and help the team get into the champions league in the first place now i know this is pr pretty different with harry kane because he's literally doing all he can to get tottenham into the into the champions league it's probably you know the those around him at times that aren't helping the situation um but yeah i think that in terms of the time all right it's coming to the end of the season you know you transfer window officially isn't open yet i know there's you know you can still conduct deals and and, and, and whatnot um but yeah i think again reading from various different sources um you know different posts this morning again on twitter it's you know the club aren't exactly happy with the timing of of the leak of it or or whatever um you know it but i think if there was one player at tottenham who has the ability to put pressure if you like on the board to effectively spend you know some good money and to get tottenham on a level of competing again um, in terms of challenging, you know, for not even, you know, the, the league or whatever, but getting into those latter stages of competitions and, you know, almost getting us back to where the gaffer, as I like to call him, Poch, took us, um, you know, consistently finishing in that Champions League, in those Champions League spaces. But I think if there's one player that holds that level of power at Tottenham, it is Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, so this kind of feels... Like it's an ultimatum. It's either invest, get the right manager in, and back and I say back them, but give them the tools that they need to succeed, um, or I'm off. It feels like one of those. Um, yeah. And I think he's just put planting that seed of doubt into the minds of the board to go right. Well, if we don't basically buck our ideas up, the main man's off, and then we're we're right in it then because you have you can't replace a player like Harry Kane it's vir it's virtually impossible I mean Spurs have tried to replace a world-class player before and that went horribly wrong um you know so um yeah it's it's one of those where you know if listen if he is to go I think he he goes with every every Tottenham fan's blessing because he has been consistent in terms of the levels that he's shown over the years. Um, but I think someone made an interesting point, actually, in the sense that Kane's been in, what, I think it's three, three finals. Um, so I want to say 2015 League Cup final, uh, the Champions League final, um, and then the recent Carabao Cup final. Um but if anybody wants to correct me on those, then please feel free to do so. But I'm pretty sure those are the three finals that he's been in. Um, and, okay, Champions League final, he wasn't really fit. You could probably see that. Um, the, Carab the recent League Cup final, again, probably wasn't, wasn't fit enough. Um, but 
he hasn't really done a lot in those finals. So, yes, I mean he's done he's done unbelievable things in the league in terms of that that goal return and you know everything like that. But it's almost like when it matters, I don't know if it's a team thing or a personal thing, um, because we all know Tottenham struggled to turn up in big games um, over the years. But Kane himself hasn't really done too much in those finals where you think, right, big players, big stage, my time to shine and, and all of that. So, yeah, but like I say, I think he leaves with every Tottenham fan's blessing because, you know, what he's what he's done and what he's achieved in terms of his goal return and, you know, the golden boots and the way he's played, the way he's performed for Tottenham has been, has been fantastic. Um, and I don't think anybody can really have a go at him in terms of what he's done. It's just that, like I say, when we get to those critical moments, we just kind of choke as a team. Um, and obviously Kane's been a part of those teams when we've got to got to those finals. Um, but yeah, that's sort of, you know, that's sort of how I, I view it really. Talk to me more about um, the Tottenham fans, the Tottenham fans perspective, because you mentioned, you know, the fact that yes, he will probably receive their blessing. But in terms of, I guess, the Tottenham fans' perspective on him leaving um, and, I guess, how they view him as, you know, a player that played for Tottenham, how they view his time here at Tottenham. If you could just expand on that a bit more. Yes. Kane, listen, if Kane leaves, the, the fan base goes into meltdown and the, the Daniel Levy's got blood on his hands if he sells Harry Kane, especially to an English club. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's... a a hero for many, many, many people, uh, many young kids up and down the country. He's a hero. Um, you know, I obviously with my coach and I, I see lots and lots of players um, and, you know, I always ask them, especially if they're Spurs fans, I always go like, oh, obviously I'm buzzing because it's another Spurs fan. Um, but I always ask who their favourite player is and, and, you know, more often than not, Harry Kane is in that conversation. Um, so, yeah, I think he will go down as a Tottenham legend, 100%. Um, so yeah, it, it's one of the it's going to be a disaster if he leaves. There's no getting away from that because he's a world class footballer, he gets in any team in, in the world. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, it's going to be it's the world's going to end basically. Twitter's going to go mad, <laughs> every fan's going to go into a meltdown. Um, so yeah, I just think look, his time at the club is going to be viewed probably in the sense of the club failed him. Yeah, yeah. If he is to leave without lifting any any trophies or anything like that, it seems like, you know, from the fans' reaction, from what I've seen, it's a case of the club have failed him um, in terms of getting the right level of support around him uh, on the playing staff to then help him succeed and achieve you know, what he wants to achieve. Um, so, but yeah, like this, if he does leave, it's going to be an absolute disaster. Um, for for Tottenham as a football club and the ambition of the club going forwards, um, right. and I think that will then impact on who the new manager is going to be. Because if you're a new manager coming in and you've got Harry Kane, you know you've got half a chance of doing anything, at minimum half a chance. A Tottenham without Harry Kane is a completely different prospect. Now I know Tottenham have played without Harry Kane before and have been on 
you know, quite long spells without Harry Kane. There was even an argument at one point when we reached that Champions League final of do Tottenham play better without Harry Kane? Um, but I think his presence was still felt within the team and within the squad. Um, you take that away and it's it's like, you know, it's like, it's going to be worse than a breakup. Now let's put it that way. Do you know what I mean? Like a breakup is going to be easier to deal with than, for, for a lot of Spurs fans probably than, than than Tottenham losing losing the main man Harry Kane. It's it's gonna be that bad. Like like I say, he's a he's a legend, he's a hero for most young people. You know, even my dad loves Harry Kane. My dad's seen, you know, loads and loads of players over his time watching Spurs. Um, you know, my dad's sixty, so you know, he's 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 seen, you know, some good, he's seen some bad definitely seen some bad he's definitely seen some ugly uh as, as well in his time as Spurs and he you know my dad's seen seen you know some fantastic centre forwards in his time you know we're talking about Clive Allen scoring 49 goals in one season at that particular time where it was unheard of like now you get Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski hitting their numbers regularly and it's like light work um and things like that but yeah my, for my dad to say that Kane is the best centre forward that he's seen in in his you know time as a Spurs fan, I think says a lot. Wow. Um, so disaster, right? That's what you're saying. Disaster. Yeah. yeah. For, for for Harry Kane leaving Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Now, for Spurs to avoid it becoming even worse, because you, I think a good example that you mentioned was the departure of Gareth Bale. And when Gareth Bale left Real Madrid, the money that was that you guys received for Gareth Bale, the investment you guys made with that money, you'd probably argue was probably one of the worst, you know. I mean, what's your view on that in terms of like, I guess what I'm trying to say is the ball's in Levy's court now. He can sell Harry Kane for how much he believes Harry Kane's worth or try to get as much money as he can for Harry Kane. Who would you then go on to replace Harry Kane? Now, it's difficult, obviously, we know in this market, the type of, you know, there's not many world-class strikers available right now um, in the market, but Balls and Levy, Levy's court, okay? Who do you think that the club should get to replace? Like you said, it's probably difficult to replace Harry Kane anyways. You, mm. could, you could maybe switch it up, put Son as a, you know, up top and get another winger to come in. That's a you know, but um, if you had to get somebody in to replace Harry Kane, um, have you? Who would you? Is there anything anyone that comes to mind, or what would you do in that scenario? Like, especially like you've mentioned, new manager comes in now, mm-hmm. and it's likely that Harry Kane isn't going to be there. So depending obviously on the manager, they may have a player that they think could do that job. Um, so yeah, I'll leave it to you. Who do you think should come in and take up that number uh, that num that number nine spot? Um. Top. I think it's going to be in, it's definitely going to be interesting in terms of if Kane was to leave, obviously how much money would receive. Um, I did see something funny earlier um, where a Tottenham fan was listing um, about a Tottenham rebuild, and there was a few players that were being sold. Um, I think it was like Kane, Aurier, Delhi, Davinson, Sanchez, few, uh, maybe a couple of others, and he come up with a figure of two hundred and fifty million. And someone's response was, "There's no way that Kane goes for two hundred and thirty million." <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of replacing, wow, wow, like like you say, there's not there's not many centre forwards about in general, let alone world class ones. Um, 
do do the club then go for a a younger one and then maybe bring in an experienced a slightly more experienced one i don't know um i think you know if i take everton as an example here when they sold lukaku to united they then went obviously they they've spent an absolute fortune um but what they tried to do was get goals from elsewhere yeah um and i don't obviously i don't think that really worked out um for them um so i mean do you go do you try and go british with your center forwards does that mean then that you you go with the likes of danny ings maybe at southampton obviously got one year left on his contract um do you try and tempt calvert lewin away from everton um you know Odson Edward maybe at Celtic could be an option. Um, you know, twenty, I think he's what twenty three. Yeah, twenty three could be could be a good option um, as as well. But I think as well what Tottenham haven't done is replaced other areas of the pitch as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it may have to. Unfortunately, I, I'm hating admitting this, but it may have to take a superstar almost for Tottenham to sell to then be able to replace those those other because so, Tottenham still haven't replaced Carl Walker, still haven't replaced Carl Walker. Then we replaced him with his backup in Kieran Trippier, sold him, and then replaced him with his backup, which was Serge Aurier. Um, you know, still haven't replaced Jan Vertonghen. Um, I think Tottenham have missed Supian. Uh, this season, 100%. Even if his legs were gone last season, they've still missed him this season. Um, still haven't replaced the greatest of all time, Moussa Dembele. Um, all right, and Dombele is probably the closest thing we're going to get, but his Tottenham career has been very, very stop-start. Um, and, you know, struggling to get in the team now under under Ryan Mason. Um, haven't replaced Christian Eriksen at all. Um, so I think that's why Kane's influence on the team has been so great this season um, because he's effectively not only done his job, but he's done probably Christian Eriksen's job as well. And that's why he's totting up those assists. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of a replacement, I mean, good luck. Good luck finding any any half decent centre-forward out there. Um, you know, the, it's tough. And, you know, again, you've got to add into, into the mix the, the pandemic because the market's going to be all over the place. It, it really is. Um, you know, are players going for perhaps their market value pre-COVID or has COVID now impacted a player's market value whereby, you know, that market value might have dropped 5, 10 million um, because of the way finances are. Um, but yeah, obviously I, obviously, I don't want Tottenham to sell Harry Kane. Um you know, I'm not saying that Tottenham should sell Harry Kane in any any stretch. Like, you know, keep him at all costs. Give him what, you know, if it's money, give give the guy what he wants. Um, you know, but he has a lot of influence, as I said earlier, at Tottenham, does Harry Kane. Um, so, yeah, he, like I said, he's probably the one that can just put that pressure on the board just to maybe, you know, get them to butt their ideas up a little bit in their recruitment. But if he is to leave... I might, go, I might, I might go hiding, um, especially if he goes to another English club. Because yeah, I can't imagine yeah. him at City. That's a cheat code. 
Yeah, like, imagine yeah. Kane at City. That's a cheat code because he's got De Bruyne, he's got Bernardo Silva, he's got Foden, he's got Gundogan, he's got you know all of them guys behind him. Um, if he goes to United again, he's got Bruno, um, he's got Pogba spraying balls over the top, um, and and you know Rashford coming in off the line and 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 whatnot. So again, that could be another cheat code essentially because he's got Bruno behind him. Um, even Donny Van der Beek is a player that. We've 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 loved for a few years, um, but can't get in the United team. Um, yeah, if, I mean, if he goes to Chelsea, every Tottenham fan will cry, um, yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, I can't see it happening. Like Chelsea's probably the one that I seriously cannot see happening out of any club. Um, is there something in a little reunion with Poch? Yeah, I think there's something in that. Um, because I think PSG are lacking that sort of world-class number nine. Kane is that world-class number nine. Um, they've got the probably one. They're probably one of very few clubs that can actually afford to finance the deal, um, even with the pandemic. Um, so yeah, I think that's sort of where if Kane is to leave, I think Levy's preference will be abroad, of course. Um, you know, does he go to Real Madrid potentially? But then Benzema is aging like a fine wine um, and they've still got Luka Jovic who hasn't, I know he hasn't really worked out, but it's still a, a half decent centre forward um, as well. I know they've got, uh, I think it's Mariano Diaz there as yeah, well. Yeah, Mariano, yeah. Um, and I'm not 100% sure if Bayor Mayoral is still there as well, but they've got a few options. Obviously they're just not of that top yeah. level quality and they're not that Galactico that, the, that Madrid, you know, always need. Don't see him going to Barca because I think they're probably they looks like they might be getting Memphis and Aguero. Um so yeah, won't go to Bayern because of Lewandowski. Um so yeah, I mean PSG, please, if he, if he is to leave. <laughs> PSG, uh yeah. please. Yeah, you kind of you kind of um answered my follow-up question, which is where you where you think Harry Kane would go. Um, because like you mentioned, yeah, Levy would probably prefer him to go abroad. Um, and yeah, it's slightly well the way I see it. I think when you mentioned Poch and how Poch was the one who kind of ignited his career, you know, got him playing some of the best football ever before, you know, he's he's now gone up another level this season. I can see that happening. Um, I guess now with Harry Kane leaving or potentially leaving or likely to leave now. Are you worried as a Tottenham fan that this could spark a mass exodus of other players leaving the club? Like I mentioned, I, well, I believe you have another world-class player in, you know, who my favourite player is at your club, and that's Sonny. And Sonny, for me, is a world-class player. Um, if people don't get that, that now, just just please do something. Anyways. Um, yeah, so do you are you worried that, you know... The, okay, with Kane leaving, that there could be a potential max of this. Me being an Arsenal fan, I know that's happened before. You know, uh, we talked about it before we, we we went on air and the fact that you know we've had players the likes of Henri Van Persie, Fabregas, Nasri, all of these players leaving. Um, so yeah, are you worried as a Spurs fan that this could do that? It could spark that? Um, not well. History would suggest no, right? Because we've sold top players before and there wasn't that you know all of a sudden everybody else wants to jump ship 
Um, again, mentioned earlier, you know, Carrick was a top player for Spurs and went to went to United. Um, but actually, at that time, I think Spurs were pretty stacked in midfield. Um, but obviously, Carrick was the one that was playing more regularly. Um, you know, Berbatov leaving, I think the way that happened was criminal. Um, and then we got absolutely shafted by United. Deadline day, last few hours. Yeah, you're going to take our best striker and then we're going to get one of your youth, like one of your reserve strikers on loan. Um, and, and obviously Luka Modric, um, we sold him to, to Real Madrid. And again, there wasn't, I think at that time, Tottenham were changing as a team. Um, so Modric left. Um, Van der Vaart also left in that same window. But again, there wasn't really that max exodus. Um, you know, Bale left and then it was like, that was probably the one where Bale left, but it wasn't just Bale. Like, it was like Bale left. I think Huddleston left. Um, Parker left. There was quite a few that did leave, but it wasn't, there were more squad players as opposed to those, you know, first, first 11. Um, I think the interesting one is you mentioned their son. Um, there's a contractual thing going there. Um, Sonny's yet to sign his new contract. Um, so we're led to believe um, if Kane does go, then is he going to, you know, is he going to sign that contract? Um, yes, he might be paid handsomely, but actually Sonny might be one where, you know, he wants to play and train alongside, you know, the likes of, of Kane and, and be around some of the best or some really, really top players. Um, so, yeah, I can't, I don't think it will spark a max exodus. I think a lot of, Pete, a lot of players might just start thinking, just start thinking about what, okay. you know, okay. is it, is it, well, oh, this club really showing the ambition that they've told me that they want, um, you know, or is it a case of actually the players kind of go, well, it's football, it, it happens, um, you know, again, I think it, it does depend on, I think also Kane's future depends on who comes in. Because if if I know Spurs have been linked with Graham Potter and Scott Parker, no disrespect to these two as as people, but if you're Harry Kane and those two walk in the door, you know what are you thinking there at that point? You know Scott Parker's just taken Fulham down. Graham Potter's finishing, you know again he's been in a relegation scrap all year and his Brighton team can't can't score for Toffee. Um, you know, but then at the same time, if you have somebody that walks into the door like a Brendan Rodgers or an Ericton Haag, for example, you might actually, okay, I know what these coaches are about. They've got that bit more experience. You can see what they've done with their teams, developing players, making them better. Um, and, you know, look at what they've achieved in their managerial careers. Obviously, uh, Brendan Rodgers just won the FA Cup with Leicester, um, won numerous trophies up in Scotland, um, Ten Hag, uh, you know, obviously winning the, winning a few leagues with Ajax, getting that Ajax team in 2019 to the semi-finals um, and, and of the Champions League and things like that. So, yeah, it does depend as well, I think, on who the manager is. So, again, Kane putting that pressure on on the board to actually say, look, get your, manager, get your managerial appointment right, but then also get the, get the right level of player in the building. 
um, to help me achieve what I want to achieve. Because yes, he's been, you know, he's, he's been frustrated. You know, he wants these team trophies now. Yes, it's great him winning these golden boots and these player of the year awards at, you know, London football uh, awards and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, he's got a young family. He wants to tell his kids when they grow up, like, oh, daddy, were you really, really good? Yeah, well, I did this, I did this. You know, I played at World Cups, played at European Championships. Oh, what did you, what did you win? Well, I actually won a few golden boots. I won this. Oh, so you didn't win anything with the club that you was at, like Tottenham. No, unfortunately, we weren't we weren't quite good enough. Um, and then they'll go, oh, but you're being dubbed this like world class player, but you didn't really win anything. So, yeah, I think that's 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 what I would that's what I'd probably say. I couldn't like I say I can't really see a max exodus, but players might start changing their changing their way of thinking. No worries. Um, that is nearly it for this episode, but I just wanted to get you one more question and another quick answer to finish off. Um, so currently, where do you see, in terms of top strikers in the world, where do you see Kane, you know, in terms of where he is right now? Uh, and by him leaving, do you think, obviously, that gives him the opportunity to potentially become number one? Because I think many people probably rank Lewandowski as number one right now. But where would you see him right now, just to finish off quickly? Um, I would probably see Kane on a par with Lewandowski. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's down to leagues or anything like that because ultimately you can only play what's what's put in front of you, play against what's put in front of you, and score against that level of opposition that you're that you're up against. Um, you know, people say about Crouch and even Danny Welbeck for England, like their goal records for England are brilliant, but then they go, yeah, but they haven't really played against anyone. Well, that's not their fault. They can only they can only do the job that's in hand. Um, I think, I think if he does go and starts winning those trophies, I think it then he's definitely in that com- proper. I mean, he's in the conversation anyway. But it's like no Harry Kane, hundred percent world class. Because I think. Like it's 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 hard, I think, for fans to kind of champion their own player because you've got fans of other clubs going, no, nah, he's this, no, nah, he's not all that. Da, 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 da. What's he won? Which he gets levelled at all the time. Um, but yeah, I think if he does start to win more team trophies, I think his his persona almost, you know, from from an outsider's perspective, like it just, you know, it really puts him up there. I think that's probably what Lewandowski's got over Kane, even like Luis Suarez, who I've hated and loved watching at the same time over the years because um, he's been an absolute menace. Um, see, even this season, I think he's been he's been up there in terms of you know best centre forwards that we've seen. Um, you know, in terms of that being that genuine world class world class player. So I think if you're looking at, say, top five, you've got to go probably Lewandowski and Kane. I'd probably put joint first. Then you've got, like, Benzema and Suarez, um, certainly in that in that conversation as well. I think Haaland is breaking in there. Um, his goal record is nothing short of ridiculous. It's a joke. Um, somebody needs to test him because it's, like, not human. The level that... Um, that you know the level that that Haaland is producing at such a young age and those numbers are crazily stupid again for for somebody so young. Um, 
So yeah, I think I think Kane's certainly up there, but I just think what's missing from him in terms of that full package. I mean, as a player, Harry Kane can do everything, but it's almost that like those trophies are missing from his from his uh, I wouldn't say repertoire, but they're just missing from him. It's almost like that that missing piece of that jigsaw is that is those trophies. Um, but then I think once he does that, he will then get. I think a lot more respect. Yeah. I think from from other fans, fans across, you know, the board and, and everything like that. So yeah, I mean I'd certainly put Kane up there. Um because like I say, as a centre forward, he can do absolutely everything. Um so that is it for today's episode. Uh thank you for tuning in uh and listening to myself and Wes talk about Harry Kane if you did enjoy this episode please leave a comment in on our YouTube comment section below give us your thoughts on today's episode and also what you'd like us to talk about in the future as well you can listen to this episode on Spotify at WM32Football and as well please follow us on our social media platforms Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok at WM32Football as well don't forget, you can get your merch. As you can see, me and Wes are repping the merch. So if you would like to get your merch, uh, please head to the website at www.wm32football.com slash shop. It's a little tongue twister there for you lot. Um, but yes, uh, head to the shop as well to get your merch. As well, if you'd like to book sessions as well uh, and sign up to a mini kicker session, as well as the Jack Collison Soccer Schools, which is beginning on June 1st uh, as well, then head over to www.wm32football.com as well. Anything you would like to add, Wes, before we finish? I think you've covered it, Nelson. I think you've covered it. But yeah, great to be back uh, doing another podcast. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Brilliant. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next time on WM32 Football. Bye-bye. Cheers. See ya.